Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Georgine Rice Show on this beautiful, crisp Friday afternoon. I'm excited because I am here with our promotions team and James Blend at the Bible Truck. Now, you've been hearing us talk about it, but now is your opportunity to actually enjoy the Bible truck. Now, you'll find us at Clackamas Town Center on the northwest corner. Now, if you look, if you're driving down 82nd, if you're heading north, it will be on your right. If you're heading south, it'll be on your left. But we're right, we're close to Sears, and you'll see the Nordstrom sign on the parking structure that's there as well. We're in a big white tent. The Bible truck is just to my left, which tells you very little. I guess south. It's to the south. And within that Bible truck, you're going to have the opportunity to really think about and see images that remind us of how we got the Bible as we know it. Now, the truth is, we're in the Christmas season, and if it were not for the Word of God, if we did not have God's Word, we would have no idea what happened on that Bethlehem morning. We would have no idea that there were angels and a heavenly host that suddenly appeared. We wouldn't know anything about the shepherds, except that they probably would have shared their story. But the Bible tells us everything we need to know about God, about our relationship with Him, about our need for Him. And so this is an opportunity to celebrate God's Word. So throughout the program today, we're going to be focusing on the value of God's Word and think about people who don't have access. Uh, as some of you know, I've had the opportunity to travel outside the country several times in which we met with the underground church. And one of the hearts cry that I heard more often than anything else was, we want God's Word. Think about it for just a moment. You know the Bible is there. You maybe have heard a verse or two, but you do not have access to God's Word. It's still the number one best-selling book in the world, but a good, pop, a good portion of the population doesn't have access. Today we're celebrating God's Word. We're reflecting on its history, its impact on culture, on the lives of individuals, uh, the church, and it's just a great opportunity to stop in the midst of our Christmas celebration to remember that God left us a record of what we need to know about Him. So we're excited. Now, the Bible truck is going to be here today, of course, through the 17th. So this weekend, the Bible truck will be right where it is right now, and you have an opportunity for a tour. And you're going to find just to the north of the Bible truck a big white tent where there is a heating unit. Uh, you have an opportunity to have your picture taken. There's a free photo booth, and we'll explain more about that a bit later. There are coffee and snacks, so you'll be perfectly comfortable. Uh, there's a table that features Gideon Bibles, uh, and uh, as I mentioned, there's our heaters, and there's a chair, and you can take your tour from here. Later in the program, we're going to talk with Associate Pastor Igor Krukov. He's the pastor, Associate Pastor of Word of Life Church, and uh, they are in large part responsible for the Bible truck. That's not only spending time here in the Portland metro area, but is traveling to other places around the country um, as well. Uh, there, uh, there are um, lots of reasons why we should spend time in God's Word, uh, but to be reminded of its rich history, how it is that we have it, um, these are all part of what uh, the focus will be here uh, at the Bible Truck Exhibit. So let me encourage you to join us. Again, we're at Clackamas Town Center. You will find us on the northwest corner of what is essentially the sort of the end of the mall on the north end. And uh, the Bible truck is right where you can see it. It's uh, like a big semi-truck. And um, again, you're welcome to join us and take full advantage of this opportunity. Here are a few things to recall about 
the Bible. The Bible was written over 1600 year period by approximately 40 individuals. The time of the writing was from 1500 BC to 80. This compilation represents, uh, represents what God designed us to know about himself and our need for a savior. Uh, what the Bible is, uh, is one book. It contains 66 smaller books. The books of the Old Testament were written before the birth of Jesus Christ. The New Testament covers the life of Christ and beyond. Um, each of the books, except for five of them, are divided into chapters and verses. The five which aren't divided by chapters are Obadiah. When's the last time you read Obadiah? But it's there for us to read. Uh, Philemon, 2nd and 3rd John, and Jude. Now these are the short books which only have uh, verse divisions. Chapters were included to the Bible in 1238 by Cardinal Hugo Descaro. Uh, and verse divisions were not added until 1551. And we'll talk more about that later in the program. The longest chapter in the Bible, you may know the answer to that, is Psalm 119 with 176 verses. The shortest chapter is Psalm 117 with only two verses. And incidentally, the middle chapter of the Bible is also Psalm 117. The longest book of the Bible is um, Psalm with 150 chapters or um, or psalms it contains 43,743 words the shortest book is 3rd John with only one chapter and 299 words the longest verse of the Bible is Esther chapter 8 verse 9 with 90 words the shortest would be John 11 verse 35 with only two words and they are profound Jesus wept Mm. The Bible is, as those of us who know him know, is God's word. There are many books written about and by various religious leaders and religions, but the Bible is the only one which includes the actual words of God himself. Those who believe in the Bible also believe that God inspires various people through the years to write down his actual words uh, for all of mankind. The Bible says more than 3,000 times, thus saith the Lord, and the words which follow are quotes from God himself. It is a magnificent thing that we have access to God's word. We're encouraging you to take advantage of this opportunity to visit the Bible truck. And the Bible truck contains all kinds of information about this most precious book that God has left us. You're going to find us at the northwest corner of Clackamas Town Center. We're in the parking lot. In fact, if you're driving uh, down 82nd, you will see us there. Come on by. There's plenty of parking. There's room for you. And the Bible and its rich history and story await. Hey, you're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We'll be back in just a few moments. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. We're back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Well, as you probably know by now, today's focus is on the Bible truck that's in the Portland area. Uh, today uh, through tomorrow, this, well, actually the 17th here at Clackamas Town Center, you're going to find us at the northwest corner of the uh, Clackamas Town Center 
Uh, Sears is at that uh, that end, so it's right along 82nd, and Nordstrom is a little further down. But um, you can find us there at the Bible Truck, and it's a great opportunity for you to uh, reflect on the history and the making of the Bible. I should mention that uh, Word of Life Slavic Baptist Church will be uh, featuring the Bible truck the 18th through January 5th, so you can find it there. And then the 6th through the 14th, the Bible truck is going to be in Salem. Um, and you can look at the website, BibleTruck.com, to find out more about when, where, what, and all of those, uh, those details. You're going to find here a photo booth. Take some uh, photos. Coffee and snacks are available. There's a Gideon's Bible table. Uh, there are heaters and uh, chairs for those who are waiting to make their way through the uh, through the trailer, the Bible truck, where you'll uh, enjoy lots of uh, lots of great displays. Well, I was reflecting yesterday about uh, how important and significant the Bible is for us to even celebrate Christmas. If it were not for God's word, we'd have no idea what happened on our behalf. Not only the birth of Christ, but His crucifixion, resurrection. And what he's doing now, the fact that he's gone to prepare a place for us, all of that is found in the Bible. So this opportunity to stop um, with our focus on stuff that needs to be done around uh, Christmas, to focus on God's word and to uh, uh, begin to appreciate perhaps a bit more its value to us personally, but in other ways as well, is the focus of this whole enterprise. Well, the Bible, if you do not know, was written by about 40 men over a period of 1,600 years, dating from 1500 B.C. to about 100 years after uh, Christ. These men wrote the scriptures uh, as they were given inspiration by the Holy Spirit, as we learn in Second Timothy 3.16. The first translation of the English Bible was initiated by John Wycliffe and completed by John Purvey in 1388. Now, there were uh, versions of the Bible in other languages, but this is the first English Bible. The Bible has since been translated in part or in whole into over 1,200 languages and dialects and in places where it's difficult to, um, there's no written language or it's difficult to, uh, to provide a written copy. There are audio Bibles. In fact, when we had our Radiothon just the other day, there was an audio Bible that was available for those whose uh, language was not in print, had not yet been translated. The Bible was divided into chapters by uh, Stephen Langton in 1288. Now, that's a good thing, and then it can be not so uh, not so good. Uh, the fact that we tend to see the Bible as if it were written in those uh, various designations sometimes stops us reading in the middle of a thought and uh, sort of disrupts the flow of what, for example, Paul would be writing in a letter to the Ephesians. But it is helpful in other ways. When you're in a congregation and you're trying to get on the same page, quite literally, uh, you can go by the designations that Stephen Langton uh, originally added two scriptures in 1288. The Old Testament was divided into verses by R. Nathan in 1488 and the New Testament by Robert Stephanus in 1551. So the Bible we enjoy right now is easy to peruse. You can reflect on various scriptures by their address that prior to these efforts did not exist. The entire Bible is divided into chapters and verses that first appeared in the Geneva Bible in 1560. Today, the Bible is the uh, the largest seller of all books published, and that still remains the case, which may be surprising to some. Uh, the Bible is divided up into 66 books. There are 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New. 
the middle book of the Old Testament, if you were to start at the end and work your way back, start at the beginning and work your way toward the middle, are, is the book of Proverbs. The middle book in the New Testament is Second Thessalonians. The longest book of the Old Testament is the Psalms, and the longest book of the New Testament is in Luke. Well, the entire Bible consists of 1,189 chapters. In the Old Testament, 929 chapters. New, 260. Uh, Middle chapter of the New Testament is Job 29. The middle chapter of the New Testament, Romans 13. There's not necessarily any significance to it, except that it's just an interesting fact. The middle and shortest chapter of the Bible is Psalm 117. The longest chapter in the Bible is Psalm 119, which you probably could have answered if you thought about it for a moment. And chapters that are alike, 2 Kings 19 and Isaiah 37. By the way, um, well, I won't even get into that. Uh, There are great uh, golden chapters in the scripture. The ascension of Christ is recorded in Acts 1. Backsliders are addressed in Hosea 14. The Beatitudes are found in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. The bread of life is referenced in uh, John 6, um, uh, burden bearers in Galatians 6. Uh, The call is uh, first mentioned in Isaiah 55. There are scriptures about comfort in Psalm 23, consecration in Philippians 3. Uh, There are references to converts in Psalm 32, and we could go on and on and on. As we look at the Bible, as we mentioned, the bestseller ever, uh, that still has uh, an impact on people all over the globe. The entire Bible consists of 31,173 uh, verses, the Old Testament 23,214 verses, with the New Testament 7,959. It's a fascinating uh, thing to consider, uh, the Bible as it's structured. And you'll find at the Bible truck, there's the history of, uh, of the Bible from its very beginning, the smallest, uh, the largest Bibles, some of the translations and the history of how we got the Bible as we... Uh, as we currently enjoy it. There is in Genesis a man who lived 969 years. You'll recall in Genesis 5, Methuselah. The Son of God uh, married the daughters of men is referenced in uh, Genesis 6-2 as one of the more unusual uh, references in Scripture. There's a reference to a man who used a stone pillow, a baby that had a scarlet thread tied around its hand uh, before birth. You'll recall to distinguish one from the other, who was the firstborn. All kinds of references in the Bible, some obscure, but others absolutely essential to understanding and walking a life of faith. Here today at the Bible Truck, we're focusing our attention and encouraging others to focus their attention on the Word of God as we currently enjoy it. But of course, this compilation of books uh, was, as I mentioned, compiled over a long period of time, and we have the benefit of the full and completed Bible. Uh, we're encouraging people as uh, we celebrate the Christmas season to really reflect on the importance of Scripture that gives us not only uh, the details of the birth of Christ, but an understanding of the significance of his birth. We learn about the un- incarnation, the role that the angels played in declaring his coming. We learn about God's intention uh, in uh, sending his son and that Jesus was not a reluctant uh, ambassador, if you will, but he came of his own uh, volition, understanding the full weight of responsibility and the full meaning of his assignment from the very beginning. It is a fascinating thing, and we know uh, that all Scripture is inspired by God. It's profitable for teaching and in, for uh, uh, correction and all the things that we need to understand who God is and understand ourselves in light of 
his character and the history of humankind, the provision he made for our salvation and so much more. Again, you're going to find us at the Bible truck on the northwest corner of Clackamas Town Center. And we're encouraging you to come on down and take a few moments, uh, take a load off and walk through the uh, the exhibit and bring someone with you. We're hoping that uh, folks who don't know much about the Bible, those who perhaps don't even accept the Bible as the word of God out of curiosity will come and that uh, conversations will be sparked about the importance of the meaning of uh, scripture. So you'll find us here from uh, four to six and we hope that you'll stop by and say Hello, look for the KPDQ tent and, of course, the Bible truck, which is also uh, parked on that northwest uh, corner. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. We're going to take a break in just a few moments. And when uh, when we do, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the Bible truck display. And we'll have an opportunity to talk with one of the uh, pastors associated with this effort that not only focuses on our community, but communities all across the country. As I mentioned uh, the Bible truck will be moving. Uh, its next location will be here in the Portland area, but it will be in the Salem area not uh, uh, not long from now as well. The 15th through the 17th here at Clackamas Town Center. The 18th through January the 5th at uh, Word of Life, uh, World of Life Slavic Church on Northwest Multnomah here in Portland. And then the 6th through the 14th, it's going to be in Salem. And so uh, you can have... Uh, the truck closer to you than it might be today. And if uh, this is an inconvenient time, you'll have opportunities coming up in the days ahead as well. Hey, you're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. We're broadcasting from the Bible truck. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Can we turn the volume up, please? Which is the volume? Yes. Well, we're in a big thing. Hey, we're back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show, and we are broadcasting live from the Bible truck. I'm telling you, it's exciting. There are folks here that are waiting for their tour, others who have had the opportunity to go through. But it's just a great time to stop with all of the flurry of activity surrounding Christmas, buying gifts and preparing for uh, preparing for uh, gatherings together, to just stop and reflect on the beauty and the value of the Bible. And that's what the Bible truck really is all about, to give us some perspective on the history of the Bible, how we got it, and why it's so important, why this is the number one best-selling book of all time. So we're encouraging you to join us. You'll find us at the northwest corner of Clackamas Town Center. It's where Sears is located. Sears is kind of um, to the center of the mall, and we are north of Sears. So we're looking forward to seeing many of you come. They have hot coffee here for you, so you have an opportunity to warm up. There's seats here, and there's a heater in the middle of the room as well that will give you the uh, opportunity to be a little bit comfortable as you're waiting for um as you're waiting for the tour. You know, the Bible is such a significant book because it tells us everything, not only we need to know and want to know about the God who made us, but everything that he desires us to know about himself. I'm always so in awe of the fact that God would choose to reveal himself to us, that we could never have arrived at him, even among uh, uh, those of us with with an intellect that is impressive, could not have arrived at God and the plan of salvation that he has for us. So it's thrilling to me to consider that he initiated the relationship that many of us now enjoy. And his word gives us uh, insight into his heart. We can trace his um, his hand and we can know his heart. One of my favorite scriptures is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish 
but have everlasting life. What a gift it is to have God's word, to know that that is God's heart for the world. That is God's heart for me. And the tremendous price that was paid in order for you and I who believe in him to experience um, that everlasting life, that abundant life that he has in store for us. Jesus also said in John, as recorded in John, the fourth chapter, verses 13 and 14, he answered and said unto the woman, whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into eternal life. Now imagine life without that scripture knowing that he is the living water that we need to thrive that we have everything that we need you know in order to live in our physical bodies we require water but this living water that jesus describes himself to be is so much more and we know that because it's in the bible god's word jesus refers to himself and the father as the good shepherd in john 10 10 he says the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy but i come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly i am the good shepherd the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep i'm quoting from one of the gospels in the bible and the bible truck is here to draw our attention once again to the rich resource we have the gift of god's word that he has given us and even more than that, he has given us his Holy Spirit so that the word comes alive to us and in us. This is a special gift that God has given his people, and we're celebrating that here today. Jesus said of himself in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. We know that because that's what God's word declares and so, so much more. We're here at the Clackamas Town Center on the northwest corner of the, uh, of the mall with a Bible truck. You'll find the truck. Um, it's uh, parked in the parking lot. In fact, if you're driving down 82nd, you can see it fairly clearly. And there's a big white tent just um, to the north of it. And in that tent, there's a heating source. You can find hot coffee or tea, whatever your beverage of choice might happen to be. There are some light refreshments. And there's an opportunity to tour the Bible truck. Now, this is um, uh, an opportunity you'll have through Sunday here at Clackamas Town Center. And then from there, the Bible truck will move to the Word of Life Slavic Baptist Church. And it'll stay there until the 5th of January and then move on the 6th of January to Salem. For more information, you can go to BibleTruck.com and all the details are there. The heart behind the project and the desire of those who are responsible for putting it together. So we're so excited to be here uh, to celebrate the Word of God along with so many others. And if you can hear the voices in the background, there are people here who are talking about to how meaningful God's Word is to them and just sharing fellowship and refreshment together. It's a beautiful thing. Now, you might imagine, because this is the um, the last full weekend before Christmas, uh, that you're going to have difficulty finding a place to park. But where we happen to be located, you're going to find easy access and easy parking. So do join us. We'll be here until 6 o'clock, and we'd love to see you. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show, broadcasting live from the Bible Truck here at Clackamas Town Center, inviting you to join us and to reflect on God's Word. In fact, let me ask you a question as we go. When's the last time you spent time in God's Word, meditating on the Scriptures, studying His Word, meeting with Him, 
to just spend time together and to hear from him. Ah, the Bible. That's our focus today. I hope you'll join us. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. We're back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Our feature today is the Bible truck that's been traveling uh, throughout the Portland metro area and across the country. You can fer- learn more at BibleTruck.com. We're also inviting you to join us. We're at Clackamas Town Center, and you'll find us at the northwest corner of the mall. Now, that is the um, uh, the side of the mall that uh, um, has 82nd running um, north-south. Uh, Sears store is at that end of the mall. So if you're on 82nd, you pull into the mall, and you'll want to head north to the west corner, and that's where you'll find the uh, truck. If, you, if you're on 82nd and you drive past it, the truck will be, depending on which direction you're going, will be right there uh, visible, and the, the KPDQ tent will also be there. So uh, make note of that. Well, of course, we are in the uh, Christmas season, and I had to chuckle when I uh, read a local CBS story that said, are you one of those people that can't stand hearing Christmas songs months before the holiday actually arrives? Well, I think most of us would probably say, Seasonal is always best, but does hearing the festive carols weeks before Thanksgiving only make you upset that you haven't eaten your turkey yet? Well, a psychologist in Great Britain uh, says that your reaction um, doesn't make you a Grinch because too much Christmas music is actually bad for your mental health. Really? Too much Christmas music is bad for your mental health, this psychologist said. Now, my guess is he's thinking about Santa Baby and some of the uh, more trivialized Christmas songs that have filled out the song lists of lots of places that play 24-7 Christmas music long before people are prepared for it. But nonetheless, I thought it was a great excuse to mess with your mental health just a bit by reciting the lyrics of some of the more sacred Christmas songs that we uh, know and love. Among them, my favorite is uh, Oh Holy Night. And uh, the lyrics of the song, as well as the melody of it, are uh, are gorgeous, and they tell so well the story of not just the events that took place on that night, but the implications of them. And O Holy Night says this, just that, O Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. Those are two of my favorite lines in A Christmas Carol. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. It's a reflection of all of human history from the very moment that uh, Adam and Eve were separated by virtue of sin from God, that the the human soul has been pining, if you will, uh, the world of sin and error pining, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. There's the hope of redemption, a thrill of hope the weary world rejoices. And that's a reference to what the scripture says about even the creation groans uh, waiting for the redemption Uh, That is to come. So uh, it it makes reference to the weary world rejoicing for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angel voices. Oh, night divine. Oh, night when Christ was born. Oh, night divine. Oh, night divine. And then my second favorite verse. Truly, he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. And that's peace with God. Chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother. And we know that Scripture says that we are slaves to sin, and the only one who can liberate us from that slavery into which we are born is Christ himself. And in his name all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy and grateful chorus raise we. This isn't a detriment to your mental health, but in fact it is a great relief as we 
uh, offers sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus. Let all within us praise his holy name. Christ is the Lord. Oh, praise his name forever. His power and glory evermore proclaim. O night divine, O night divine. And then I always love to uh, reprise, fall on your knees, O hear the angel voices, O night divine, O night when Christ was born. And then another song that we don't sing as often as we once did, at least uh, in my growing up years, it came upon a midnight clear, that glorious song of old, from angels bending near the earth to touch their harps of gold. Peace on the earth, goodwill toward men, from heaven's all gracious king. And I love that because peace on earth, goodwill to men. It's not just a phrase that we uh, cast about, but it's from heaven's all gracious king. When I say it, it might, eh, there may be peace or there may not. But when God's, when the, uh, when heaven's all gracious king, when God himself declares peace on earth, good wind, goodwill to men, that has real meaning. The world in solemn stillness lay to hear the angels sing. Still through the cloven skies they come with peaceful wings unfurled, and still their heavenly music floats o'er all the weary world. Above its sad and lowly plains they bend on hovering wing, and and ever o'er its babble sounds, a reference to that early, uh, the plight of humankind, that babble sound, the blessed angels sing. So I appreciate that many of these Christmas hymns not only make reference, as I mentioned a moment ago, to the events of that night, the birth of Christ, but to events that took place long before that uh, are the reason that he came, reasons rather that he came in the first place, that fall that occurred, and Babel played a role in that. Yet with the woes of sin and strife, the world has suffered long. Beneath the angel's strain have rolled 2,000 years of wrong. And man at war with man hears not the love song which they bring. Oh, hush the noise, ye men of strife. And hear the angels sing. That would be my prayer this Christmas. Oh, hush the noise, ye men of strife, and hear the angels sing. And ye beneath life's crushing load, whose forms are bending low, who toil along the climbing way with painful steps and slow, look now for glad and golden hours. Come swiftly on the wing. O rest beside the weary road and hear the angels sing. For lo, the days are hastening on, by prophet bards foretold, when with the ever-circling years comes round the age of gold, when peace shall over all the earth its ancient splendors fling, and the whole world give back the song which now the angels sing. Oh, what a beautiful song. It's a shame that it's not as popular or sung as often as perhaps those lyrics would suggest it ought. And then there's uh, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, Born to Set Thy People Free. From our fears and sins, release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art. Dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Born thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king. Born to reign in us forever, now thy gracious kingdom bring. By thine own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone. By thine all-sufficient merit, Raise us to thy glorious throne. Again, the lyrics to Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the King of Angels. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Sing, choirs of angels, sing in exultation. Sing, all ye citizens of heaven above. Glory to God, glory in the highest. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. 
Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. Jesus, to thee be glory given. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. And of course, that's a reference to the first chapter of the Gospel of John. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. And you know the rest. One of my favorite Christmas hymns is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, because it reminds us that the Messiah uh, was longed for by the nation of Israel for generations, and some are still looking for the Messiah. But this song simply says, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And in the the tune of it, in the mournful uh, way the song is sung, it it, uh, puts us in the, the place of those who longed for the coming of the Savior. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. O come, thou rod of Jesse, free thine own from Satan's tyranny. From depths of hell thy people save and give them victory o'er the grave. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to thee, O Israel. O come, thou dayspring, come and cheer our spirits by thine advent here. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadows put to flight. Rejoice, rejoice, O Emmanuel, shall come to thee, O Israel. O come, thou key of David, come and open wide our heavenly home. Make safe the way that leads on high and close the path to misery. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to thee, O Israel. O come, O come, thou Lord of might, who to thy tribes on Sinai's height in ancient times didst give the law in cloud and majesty and awe. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to thee, O Israel. And whenever I sing this song, I always reprise the last line because he has come. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, has come to thee, O Israel. We're talking about the hymns in response to a psychologist who suggested, well, they may not be good for your mental health. This is a a clinical psychologist claiming the constant barrage of Christmas tunes too early in the season forces people to remember all the things that they have to do before the holidays. But for those of us who actually listen to what those songs are saying, at least the sacred songs, it is a great delight to the soul. Hey, you're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. Is aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Second hour of the Georgine Rice Show. We are broadcasting live from the Bible truck. And this is the place to be if you love the Word of God to just review its history, how we got the Bible that we know and cherish, and to just think about this best-selling book that has uh, influenced not only individuals, but whole countries. And so we're so excited to be here with the Bible Truck and invite you to come and join us. You'll find us at the northwest corner at Clackamas Town Center near Sears, and there's plenty of parking here for you. We're in a comfortable covered tent with lights and heat. There's some uh, warm beverages for you and some light refreshments. So do come join us with others who love God's Word and just look at uh, and review the value and the, uh, the beauty of the Bible. With me now is Igor Krukov, who is the associate pastor at Word of Life Church, which is a large placed a large part in getting the Bible truck here. So first of all, thank you so much for inviting us. Thank you. Thank you so much to have you here. Well, we are excited about the Bible truck. Why did you think this was an important exhibit to not only bring to this community, but other places around the country? 
So we uh, want to uh, bring people back to the Bible. That's the mo most important thing what we want to do. It's, it's so interesting that we have such a treasure in God's Word, and yet I'm not sure we treasure it as we ought. Yes, yes, we need we need bring more more attention to the Bible, and I think it's this time people uh, less and less read the Bible. They know the Bible exists. They know they uh, maybe sometimes read it, but uh, not reading every day. Tell us a little bit about the uh, Bible truck and the exhibit inside. So inside we have uh, two two sections. One section is talking about how Bible was written and uh, the story of the Bible, how it's printed, how they they um, uh, make a, a Bible, uh, you know, like many, many uh, times and how Bible is cast. And the second part, uh, what, you know, like it's talking about and showing a lot of examples uh, how uh, people, um, you know, like they even, you know, lose their life or be in a prison for the Bible. So, for example, we have one uh, uh, copy of the Bible. It's not done. The people in Soviet Union previously, you know, like they making the Bible at home, and when police come, they they put in a, a secret place, and they uh, the police took them. Uh, the guy took the prison for ten years. Yeah. Prison for ten years for for God's word. I wonder how many of us take seriously God's word, and we'd be willing to lay our lives down um, under similar circumstances. Yeah, yeah. We, I think, uh, we uh, saw the Bible right now in here in America, and I uh, in a dollar store, one dollar for Bible, and people doesn't doesn't really read it. Well, this exhibit is uh, is here at Clackamas Town Center right now. I know that um, after the weekend, it's going to be at Word of Life Slavic Baptist Church on Northeast Multnomah, and then in Salem um, in the first part of, uh, of January. What do you hope this exhibit will accomplish as people come and learn more about the Bible that we cherish and how we got it? So we uh, the main reason we want people to... Uh, see how the, how the Bible uh, was written and everything and back to the Bible and start reading more and yeah and value more the Bible what what um, impact has the Bible had on your life well it's changed my life it's changed my life completely so and I it's um, it's I don't know I, I can't live without the Bible now yeah well, you're absolutely right. It is essential. And in fact, I can I can tell a distinction between a morning when I've spent time in God's Word and a morning when I, I didn't take that time. It, it changes the whole course of your day. It changes your, your heart and your perspective on the world around you. It just makes all the difference in the world. Now, this is part of a much larger movement. It's in Oregon now, but um, the Bible truck has been or will be in other parts of the country as well. Yeah, it's moving around the country. So uh, it starts from Minneapolis, Minnesota. They build uh, the Bible truck there and move around the uh, west coast, mi middle uh, in the country, and uh, move to Spokane, Seattle area, and now in Portland. After that, it's going to move to California. 
We're talking about the Bible truck, and we are broadcasting live from the Bible truck that is here in the metro area right now at Clackamas Town Center, and you'll find it at the northwest end of the mall. Uh, You'll see the Bible truck. You can see the big white tent that we are in. There's heat here for you. There's some coffee or tea. There's some light uh, beverages. There's a Gideon table with Bibles as well. It's just an opportunity for us to stop and reflect on the beauty and the value of God's Word and to cherish the the fact that we have access to uh, to God's Word and really challenge ourselves. Am I spending time studying? Am I reading? Am I meditating? And to just remind us of the tremendous um, opportunities that we have. In fact, during this Christmas season, I was thinking we would have no idea of the incarnation of Christ. We would have no idea that the angels had come. We would have no idea that the shepherds heard from the angels and came to where the baby was born if it had not been uh, for the Bible. There have been men and women throughout the ages who have preserved it for us, and we need to cherish it and preserve it for the next generation. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the, that's the... That's the main reason what we do the Bible track to bring word of God, word of God to the people. Yeah, to read it. Yeah. Well, I really want to thank you for taking on this initiative to encourage and call people back to God's Word. And some people who perhaps don't know much about the Bible will learn a great deal through this exhibit. And so I commend you for doing that, for taking the time during this very busy time of the year to really call people back to God's Word. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, and we're really happy to have you here. Thank you. Again, Igor Krukov is the associate pastor at Word of Life Church, which is a thriving congregation in northeast Portland. In fact, I'd love to have you back sometime to talk about uh, to talk about the church. Um, we have been invited to be here at the uh, at the Bible truck, and we're encouraging you to join us. If you can't make it tonight, it's going to be here for the next couple of days at Clackamas Town Center, and then, as I mentioned, at Word of Life Slavic Baptist Church. It will be there uh, for the next uh, few days after that through the fifth of January, and then I believe it will be in Salem the 6th and uh, and beyond. I want to challenge you to just find the Bibles in your home. Now, many of us have lots of Bibles, but I wonder if we're spending lots of time in the Bible. Are we hiding God's Word in our heart? Are we being counseled by it? You know what, the kind of work that I do, I'm challenged to put into perspective the value and importance of God's Word as opposed to television news programs. We need to be saturated in, taught by, rebuked by, (laughs) corrected by God's Word. And I so appreciate that this is an opportunity for us to be reminded of this tremendous treasure that we have access to. Again, uh, Pastor Krukov is the associate uh, pastor at Word of Life Church, and they are a large part of the uh, this effort to bring God's word to the people. So we just want to commend you and thank the church for for this uh, this involvement. We're going to take a break here in just a moment, but we would encourage you to hop in the car, make your way to Clackamas Town Center. You're going to find us in the northwest corner of the mall. And um, again, there's a tent here. There's some heat. There's warm beverages, some light refreshments. There's a Gideon table with uh, with some Bibles there for you, and uh, there's an opportunity for you to. Uh, have a photo booth photo taken as well. So um, that's what we're doing here today, and we hope that we will have the opportunity to see you along the way. Now, I apologize for my voice. As you uh, as you know, I've been struggling for some time with having a bit of a scratchy voice, so I apologize for that. But I do um, hope that I'm making it clear that we are here in this tent today because this is an important exhibit, and God's Word is an important thing for us to uh, to cling to, especially in difficult times like 
today. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show, and we will be back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. <laughs> We're back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show, and we're just excited because we are out here at the Bible Truck at Clackamas Town Center. There's a good crowd here in the tent, but there's plenty of room for you. There are warm beverages. There are light refreshments. There's an opportunity to pick up a Gideon Bible and to learn more about the Bible that those of us who know Jesus have come to know and cherish. It's also a great reminder that we need to spend more time in God's Word. I suppose the question is, what informs your life? What informs your core values? What you... Um, what you get excited about, what you get angry about. And if it's something less than that I'm my primary source of, uh, of being informed is God's word, then eh, some tweaking needs to be done. Are you in the Bible regularly, studying, reading, meditating? These are all privileges that we have because we have God's word. So the purpose of the Bible truck is simply to remind people of the tremendous legacy and heritage of the Bible, how we got the Bible as we know it, and to give us a bit of that history and some examples of people who have literally had their lives taken from them in defense of the scriptures. So do join us. Uh, the the um, exhibit will be open until 8 o'clock this evening, and then you'll have an opportunity on Saturday and Sunday uh, to come by and visit as well. Again, the northwest corner of Clackamas Town Center. It's uh, very close to Sears, uh, very close to 82nd, if that gives you some perspective. Well, earlier in the program, I was quoting from a psychologist who had the nerve to suggest that Christmas carols, Christmas music is actually bad for your mental health. Now, in the uh, psychologist's uh, defense, Linda Blair... Oh, that's kind of an interesting name. Anyway, Linda Blair was referring to the barrage of Christmas music that comes way too early. It comes um, early in the season. It forces people to think about things that they have to do before Christmas. And sadly, that's what it often invokes in us rather than the joy of what that occasion uh, represents. An ambulance going right by here. Uh, you may hear that. Lord Jesus, I pray for the drivers. I pray that you give them safety, that whomever they're going to treat or have in their vehicle, Lord, I pray that you'd have your hand on them, Lord, that you would uh, give them comfort. They would sense your presence. And Lord Jesus, um, that they would be, that they would recover and draw nearer to you. Anyway, I always do that when an ambulance goes by, so I thought I'd do that now. Anyway, this psychologist suggested that the constant barrage of Christmas music uh, can, in fact, uh, be bad for your mental health. Now, my guess is the psychologist is thinking about, you know, Santa Baby, which is one of my least favorite songs of all time, not to mention just Christmas songs. Uh, but there are some great sacred uh, Christmas carols, and earlier in the program I shared a few of them, and I thought I would share a few more in this segment today as we're reflecting on the Bible, the Bible that tells us about the events we celebrate at Christmas. One of my favorites is Hark the Herald Angels Sing, which simply says, and you might be singing along in your own heart, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Now that is such a huge line that God and sinners are reconciled, and that reconciliation, the possibility, began with the incarnation, the birth of Christ. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies, with the angelic host proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Christ the highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time behold him come, 
offspring of a virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, pleased as man with man to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel, hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace, hail the Son of Righteousness, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, that's you and me, born to give us second birth, praise God for that. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Come, desire of nations, come, fix in us thy humble home. Rise, the woman's conquering seed, bruise in us the serpent's head. Adam's likeness, Lord's efface, stamp thine image in its place. Second Adam from above, reinstate us in thy love. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. And finally, Adam's likeness, Lord, efface, stamp thine image in its place. Second Adam from above, reinstate us in thy love. Let us thee, though lost, regain thee the life, the inner man. O to all thyself in part, form in each believing heart. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. What beautiful words to describe what we celebrate at Christmas. And this one is uh, a song that um, Clark Hilton, our engineer, brought to my attention. I'd always loved the melody but had never actually sung the hymn or heard it sung. Um, Once in royal David's city stood a lowly cattle shed where a mother laid her baby in a manger for his bed. Mary was that mother child, Jesus Christ, her little child. He came down to earth from heaven, who is God and Lord of all, and his shelter was a stable, and his cradle was a stall. With the poor and mean and lowly lived on earth our Savior holy. For he is our childhood's pattern, day by day like us he grew. He was little weak and helpless, tears and smiles like us he knew. And he cares when we are sad, and he shares when we are glad. And our eyes at last shall see him through his own redeeming love. For that child so dear and gentle is our Lord in heaven above. And he leads his children on to the place where he has gone. I love these uh, wonderful Christmas hymns because they have such rich theology and they point not just to the singular event of his birth, but they speak of the incarnation and they they speak of the uh, the return of Christ as well. I, I just love that. And then this is another of my favorites. Um, Angels from the realms of glory, wing your flight o'er all the earth. Ye who sang creation's story, now proclaim Messiah's birth. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ, the newborn king. Again, it it harkens back to the creation. Um, They sang creation song, and now they're proclaiming Messiah's birth. It is a beautiful portrait of all that God has done. Shepherds in the field abiding, watching o'er your flocks by night. God with man is now residing, yonder shine the infant light. Sages, leave your contemplations, brighter visions beam afar. Seek the great desire of nations, ye have seen his natal star. Saints before the altar bending, watching long in hope and fear. Suddenly the Lord descending in his temple shall appear. Again, such beautiful words that describe not just the incarnation, but other events that reflect the uh, the holiness and the uh, tremendous plan that God has for us. 
Another of my favorites is Joy to the World. And if you haven't guessed by now, I love Christmas carols, especially the hymns. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. I love that um, that the first lines of this song um, speak of this joy. And it's not just a season in which there are ornaments and lights and trees, but the Lord is come. And that is the source of our joy. The song goes on, joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ, while fields and floods, rocks, hills and plains, repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. No more let sins and sorrow grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love. Such beautiful songs that we sing during the season, the season that uh, that we learn about from God's Word, which is the focus of the Bible truck here at Clackamas Town Center. We're inviting you to join us. It's going to be open and available until 8 o'clock p.m. this evening and for the next couple of days here at Clackamas as well. You'll have an opportunity to walk through the history of the Bible, to perhaps rekindle your, um, your appreciation and regard for God's Word, and maybe even resolve to spend more time in it, to be informed by God. God's Word more than anything else. And you'll have an opportunity to enjoy some fellowship and refreshments. There's a Gideon's Bible table. You can actually carry a Bible away with you if you need one or would just like to have uh, one in your glove box, for example, for the next time you have an opportunity for ministry. But it's just a great opportunity for us to come together around the Bible, God's Word. Now, as I mentioned, the um, Bible truck will be here at Clackamas through Sunday and then the 18th of December through the 5th of January. The Bible truck will be at Word of Life Slavic Baptist Church, and that's on Northeast Multnomah. You can take advantage of the opportunity to spend some time there if you can't make it out to Clackamas. And then in Salem from the 6th and beyond. As we mentioned, this is part of a much larger movement where the Bible truck is making its way not only through the states of Oregon and Washington, but other places as well. And from here, the Bible truck will make its way to California, where others will also be reminded of this best-selling book's history history and relevance uh, today. So check out the uh, website bibletruck.com for more information about this great uh, uh, this great effort. Now we're going to take a break here in minutes, so do stay with us. Again, we're broadcasting live from Clackamas Town Center at the Bible Truck. You can find us in the white tent right next to the truck. We're right off of 82nd, um, the northwest corner of the parking lot. Sears is the store that's closest to us. Quick break. We'll be back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. We're back. You're listening to the final segment of the Georgine Rice Show. We are focusing all of our attention today on the Bible truck that's going to be at Clackamas Town Center through Sunday. And you have an opportunity to peruse this exhibit that gives us a history of the book that is still the bestseller. It's also going to be, and I'm referring, of course, to the Bible truck. It's going to be at the World of Life Slavic Baptist Church. It might be actually Word of Life. I think this might be a misprint here. But anyway, the 18th through January 5th. So you have an opportunity to uh, see the Bible truck there as well. Um, the Word of Life Slavic Baptist Church is located on Northwest Multnomah uh, here in Portland. And January the 6th through the 14th, the Bible truck is going to be in Salem, Oregon. So there's an opportunity for a um, 
for you to see it there as well for those of you who live in the Salem area. Now, there are free tours uh, of the Museum on Wheels. Uh, there's a tent available to in the event that the weather uh, changes. There uh, is free coffee and there are snacks. The Gideon Bible Table with Bibles will be there and uh, heaters uh, with uh, chairs for those who are waiting for a tour of the uh, of the Bible truck. So it's really a, a great opportunity to just stop and reflect on the fact that without the Bible, without God's word, first of all, we would have no notion of our condition. We'd have no idea that he made, um, uh, he took the initiative to reconcile us to himself through his son, which is an amazing thing in and of itself. Uh, so the word of God has a, a significant role in virtually every aspect of the gospel story and in the life of the believer. So it's a great chance to uh, to take a look at that history, to be reminded how blessed we are uh, to now have the completed Bible available to us in a language we can read, we can listen to it. I mean, there's virtually uh, no excuse these days, especially in our community, uh, not to read God's word, to listen to it, to Uh, take full advantage of our access. Taking a quick look at what's coming up next week on the program here, and this is the week preceding Christmas. I'm looking forward to a number of things. On Monday, we're going to talk with Kenneth Boa. He's the author of Rewriting Your Broken Story. We're also going to talk with L. Levon Gray, uh, Turning Your Heart to Worship, A Worshipper's Journey Through the Psalms. It's a devotional. We'll talk with uh, Levon about that. On Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm looking forward to featuring some local pastors as we take a look at different aspects of the Christmas story. On Tuesday, Pastor Greg Allen from Bethany Bible Church will be her will be here. Uh, and then on, um, uh, I think that's also Tuesday. Is uh, Pastor Rich also on Tuesday? Okay, that's it. Pastor Gilchrist, Scott Gilchrist from Southwest Bible Church will be here on um, Tuesday as well. And uh, I just love uh, both of these uh, leaders in our community. They are pastors. They rightly divide the word of God in, in such a way that it just brings it to life to us. And uh, um, I'm looking forward to talking with them about um, aspects of the Christmas story as we anticipate celebrating. And then on Wednesday, Pastor Rich Jones is going to join us. In fact, we'll be talking with him about God's promised Messiah, what the prophets uh, foretold. It's important for us to see the events of Christmas that we celebrate, that we commemorate, in the broader context, this wasn't an event that should not have been expected. The details were uh, were known, and the fact that uh, he wasn't necessarily recognized or honored as he should have been uh, comes as something of a surprise. But nonetheless, in an obscure village of Bethlehem, the Savior was born. We're going to talk with Pastor Rich Jones about God's promised Messiah and what the prophets foretold. And then we're going to talk with Dr. Michelle Watson Uh, You probably know her as sort of the dad whisperer, but we're going to talk about uh, Christmas when she joins me on Wednesday as well. So really looking forward to taking a closer look at the Christmas story as we anticipate the celebration that is to come. And then on Thursday, we have invited Dan Rice to join me in studio for what will be our second annual Rice Family Christmas Radio Special. You might recall, I think it's been two years ago now, he came And we did a a program and uh, he's coming back and we will refresh and there'll be some music and uh, some poetry and lots of things as we reflect on our family traditions, as well as some of our favorite Christmas hymns and stories and so on. That's going to be on Thursday. And then on Friday, we're going to feature, as has become our tradition, the Focus on the Family, A Christmas Carol. It's very well done and that will cover the uh, four to six o'clock uh, slot for the Georgine Rice Show. So I hope you can uh, listen in as you're kind of wrapping up your final details in anticipation of celebrating uh, Christmas. 
Now, I have to confess that I haven't uh, put up a Christmas tree. There are no Christmas uh, lights. I haven't purchased a single Christmas gift. I haven't done. I did do a Christmas baking uh, party. This is the first time the girls in my family have done that all together. I ended up not taking any of the cookies. So I don't even have any Christmas cookies in my home, even though we had a, a cookie baking uh, event. So this is going to be a busy weekend for me trying to sort of catch up. We want the home to be festive because uh, it's a celebration and we are going to be hosting our second. No, actually, this is, I think, our third or fourth Rice family Christmas in which Dan Rice's um, nieces and nephews come to our home for a big celebration. And that's kind of the kickoff uh, for us. But that's what's coming up uh, for the remainder of um, the week leading up to Christmas. And I hope you can join us uh, along the way. We'll also uh, give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about Christmas traditions in your own uh, household. So I'm looking forward to hearing more from you as well. Well, as you know, we are broadcasting uh, from the Bible truck and uh, we're encouraging you to make your way uh, down to the, to the Clackamas town center where it's uh, currently being featured on the Northwest corner of uh, the mall. You will find the truck, uh, the, what is it? A trailer. I guess that's the the trailer of the truck where the exhibit is and you, you can't miss it. It's uh, right along 82nd. And as you're driving past, you'll, uh, you'll see that it's going to be available through the weekend here at Clackamas town center. And then from the 18th through the 5th of January, it's going to be available uh, for tours at the word of life, Slavic Baptist church on Northwest Multnomah street in Portland. And then in Salem from January the 6th through the 14th of January. And uh, you can go to the website, which is BibleTruck.com for more information. And you can also kind of trace where it has been, where it's going. And this is an effort uh, uh, to draw people's attention to uh, the fact that the uh, the Bible has had a significant impact on human history. It is and remains the best-selling book in, in human history. And the goal of this uh, this whole thing is to have an impact on a nation that desperately needs God's Word. Uh, and again, as I mentioned, it features hundreds of historical exhibits, including educational posters and maps, Bibles, stories of persecution for the Bible, people who lost their lives in defense of it, videos about the Bible, a clear gospel message that's embedded in the very core of the project. So uh, take advantage of the opportunity to stop by and enjoy the Bible truck. I want to thank uh, the folks, uh, Pastor um, Igor and others for making this available, for inviting us to come and join them for this exhibit. It's been a real uh, joy to be together. And I hope you'll take advantage, if you haven't already, of the opportunity through the remainder of the weekend to see the Bible truck at Clackamas Town Center. I want to thank Clark Hilton for engineering today's program, James Blend for engineering a portion of and producing all of today's program, and thank you for making the Georgine Rice Show part of your day. Good night. Thanks for listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like to download a podcast of the show or would like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com or on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at G. Rice Show and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ.